0: Welcome Anya to Regtech Impact. Please introduce yourself.
1: Hello Erkan and also uh, hello to the listeners. Um I'm Anya. I'm a lawyer and um for the last 20 plus years uh, I have been working in public procurement. Um I'd say in, in a wide range of functions um, starting as an attorney Um, then as a lobbyist, later as managing director of a subsidiary of the Chambers of Commerce with a focus on um, bringing together public buyers and um, SMEs, um, small and uh, and medium-sized enterprises. Um, In uh, 2018 and uh, 2019, I was working for the Ministry of Defense, um, uh, helping there to to build up the, the German Armed Forces first um, innovation unit, the Bundeswehr Cyber Innovation Hub. And um, as the unit's CFO, I was um, amongst other tasks um, in charge of procurement. Um, so one of the hub's focus activities used to be uh, a permanent scanning of the worldwide startup ecosystem and the procurement of digital technologies from startups. Um, those digital Products. We are then tested together with users in the armed forces, um, generally soldiers. Um, in the end of 2019, that is after having completed the, the setup of the hub, uh, I left the hub, um, took some months off, and, and then founded uh, together with the hub's former CEO, um, Innovation at Scale. Um, that is a company that's helping, on the one hand, big organizations to build up innovation units, and um, on the other hand, startups to grow and scale successfully. Um, Also last year, um, together with some guys from the the public sector, I got to know during my time at the hub, I founded Startup. uh, That's an association which aims at driving the digital transformation of the public sector. So more cooperation between the state and startups is one of its skills. So that's it what I'm doing for the moment,
0: That's really great, but maybe how would you explain your job to your grandma or grandpa? Oh uh, that's a bit a uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: for a grandma for a grandma, it gets a bit confusing, I assume because it's 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 modern times, and how would you explain that that you're helping to build um big organizations uh, an innovation unit it's it's helping someone to build up structures that allow them to be more innovative, um, to um, to tear down old processes that are too complex for the modern world. So um, I assume the the job actually is a little bit too complicated for the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but I understand that. Thank you for your explanation. Um, today we are going to talk about the risk in procurement and also about Ragtag. And may I ask you, when did you first hear the word Ragtag?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, to be honest, very honest <laughs> i think that i first heard it when i got to know you and your podcast series some months ago um, what i have been knowing for a, for a longer time some two or so years i'd say is the word gov tech, which is in my understanding at least partly not totally but partly overlapping with the RegTech. um so even back in 2018 and 2000, uh, 2019 when when working for the cyber innovation hub Um, if I think hard about it, neither notion played a role. I think that has to do with the fact that at that time, we scouted and purchased technologies for all sorts of use cases, uh, such as logistics, uh, training, health, warfare, as a matter of fact, but not, not necessarily for solutions in a regulatory context, even though certainly already at that time, those solutions entered the stage and and i knew the solutions but but not the notion
0: yeah but if you try um, how would you define regtech their definition from your side
1: Mm, i'd say uh, the the notion describes an, an Ecosystem. I'm so I'm seeing it from the angle of the ecosystem or startup ecosystem, providing modern digital solutions that meet uh, regulatory re- requirements in an efficient way, um, both for public and private organizations. And uh, when I think about it, when I compare it to, to to govtech, for example, I'd say govtech describes digital products and services which are designed um, is. Especially for an application in the public sector, that's the difference, or at least with a focus on the public buyer market. Um, so, from the beginning on, um, at GovTech Solutions, uh, public sector requirements are taken into account when designing those products and services. So, in in the end, it, 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 both of them, I'd say, it's all about simplifying and improving governmental and uh, administrative processes and and services. Um, but um, RegTech, in, in my understanding, can also be used in, in private organizations to meet regulatory um, requirements.
0: Absolutely. But how do you think can RegTech help also in the public sector procurement? I mean,
1: oh uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it can help uh, throughout the whole purchasing process, plus in the stage of contract management, which comes. Um, after the, the buying the buying process. Um, only a few years earlier many contracting authorities still worked with the paper documents and, and physical files, um, which is, I'd say, for both uh, authority and bidders extremely inefficient. Um, nowadays, and nowadays means even before the The rec tech notion came up. Um, There are digital tools which um, facilitate market research, for example, especially in the startup sector. That's that's quite new. Um, Once that guide procures through the whole tender procedure, that's a little bit older and um, has to do with the fact that um, e-procurement came up or was pushed by the EU, um, the, the European Union. And um, and then to help them to avoid errors, that's uh, that's the important thing. And once for contract management, so there are um, there is a, a quite a wide range of solutions. So and I'm more than sure that we will see a steep rise in numbers of new intelligent solutions from the startup ecosystem over the next two or three years. Um, process automation also ki based is after all one of the hot subjects at the moment so that will uh, have an impact on the the public procurement scene
0: as well i'm very sure about that that's really interesting but for me just to understand how does the sale work in the public authority can you also how does the sale work in the public authority i mean can you explain a little bit because i'm an outsider
1: yeah <laughs> so from um, if you um, if you see it from a from a company', that is to say a seller's pers- perspective, it's a big challenge. Um, m- many contracting authorities avoid talking to potential bidders in advance of formal tender procedures um, just because they are afraid of being blamed for uh, discrimination or market distortion even though the legal framework allows all sorts of market research measures. Uh, Nevertheless, for companies with new solutions, and I'd say above all disruptive ones, um, it is nothing less than a necessity to make sure that public buyers are aware of the existence of these new solutions. Um, Because only then public buyers can set up their service descriptions for the next tender procedure in a way that new solutions can successfully be, be offered. Otherwise, that, that won't be possible because the new solutions won't ever meet the, the requirements of those old-fashioned service descriptions.
0: That means you, you, you need to be recognized by the public authority as a startup.
1: No, that's not exactly the point, but the service description um, with which the public buyers um, carries out the tender procedure has to be open enough to embrace new solutions. And if there is no knowledge of those new solutions, um, there is no possibility of a fit of the new solution and the service description. And because um, tender procedures are a very formal thing, uh, then the startup, for example, won't have any chance um, to, to get awarded. That's the mm-hmm. point.
0: It's very interesting. But you you you, you talked about formal uh, process. And if I'm a reg tech company, um, which legal regulations do I generally have to take into account as a reg tech in the procurement process? Mm. <laughs>
1: It's a whole bunch of them I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> yeah. But we can, uh, can make a list of top 3 or top 5.
1: Yeah, I can yeah, I can I can I can make make a list and I can uh, give um a reassuring conclusion uh, actually. <laughs> uh, so um to begin with uh, there are the rules for EU procurement procedures. Um originating in several EU directives that are applicable for purchases over certain value thresholds, so around about 200,000 euros. Below those thresholds, there is another set of rules for national procedures. Um, But after the uh, latest legal reform in Germany, the regulations above and below the thresholds don't differ that much anymore, though. Plus, every, every land, every Bundesland has its own additional set of rules, mostly aimed at promoting social and environmental sustainability and gender equality. Actually, it's, it's not that much to do with the procurement anymore, but it's rather political goals. Um, so the good thing, now the, the reassuring thing, um, from a bidder's perspective is that it's not the bidder, but the contracting authority's job to know all these regulations. And put them into practice, um, which means that it's them, so the public authority, to tell the bidders in the tender uh, procedure exactly what to do and what to omit. So, uh, which declarations to make, etc. The bidder's job, then, is it only in brackets, <laughs> to strictly stick to these instructions. Otherwise, he will be excluded from the tender. But it's not the bidder's job to, to read all the different regulations deferring from EU level to national level to Bundesland
0: level. That's the good thing. I understand. But what do you think are the three major upcoming risks in public procurement?
1: Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to answer. Is it as follows? Um, I'd say first um, the, the tender procedures, um, especially how they are lived in in public authorities in Germany, are extremely slow and too complex for s- startups um, or SMEs altogether, but especially startups. Um, So as a result, startups won't take part in those procedures, uh, at least not in high numbers, which in return results in the fact that the public sector won't benefit from the technological developments in the startup ecosystem. Um, However, nowadays, major uh, technological developments come from this ecosystem. Um, The result will be, according to me, a a big gap between what is there in the outside world. So, so which technologies are there, are available on the one hand, and on the other hand, what is available for the public sector. It will be be a gap. It's already today, it is a gap, but it will become bigger. Um, Second thing... um, with the rise of the number of applicable regulations, um, it's still rising, up and rising. <laughs> um, public procurement is becoming more and more legal. It's, it's, it's no buyer's scene anymore. It's rather a legal scene. Um, but on the other hand, there are only very, very few lawyers employed in the procurement departments of public authorities, um, even in the big ones. So as a result, people working there don't feel at home enough with the legal framework for a confident handling of it. Um, when setting up their, their tender procedures, they tend to choose the, the safe solution, which only very rarely is the one to drive innovative purchases. So um, also at this point, the innovation aspect is, um, yeah, isn't the one that – yeah, that that gets awarded. So um, uh, we 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 will we will be dealing with old school solutions. So third point, I'm not exactly sure about that one, but um within the next ten years, a significant part of public sector employees, at least in Germany, will retire. Um for the public sector, it will be a big challenge to recruit enough young talent anyway. Um, and my guess is that, um, especially in the field of public procurement, the problems to find staff uh, will be tremendous. Actually, it, it's it's not really a work area people are crazy about, you know. Mm, so a lot will have to be done to to create in, inspiring working conditions, and not only in in, um, in in aspects of of money, um, for example procurement strategies that are more or less non-existing today, um, strategies that, that serve as guidelines for the staff and so strengthen their decision-making st- skills and all that should, should belong to it. So um, a lot of work will have to be done. And um, yeah, that much from my side as an, as an Oracle. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I mean, okay. Um, I try to forget all the risk in the public government and I'm trying to be a, as a rectag or gov Company, Mm -hmm. Uh, should I contact a public authority directly, or who's my contact person? I mean, can you Mm -hmm. help me out by finding (laughs) the right person? I mean,
1: yes, I should. I I I should. I should. I should do that. I should uh, contact um, the the public authority directly. Uh, Absolutely, Um, at least in writing. Yeah, (laughs) Um, as I as I already stated earlier. um, Otherwise. Um, so if if the the public authority doesn't know anything of my existence or of the existence of my solution, a supply or service will be tendered over and over again in the same way it had been tendered during the last decades, and a new solution just will not meet the requirements of the service description in a procurement procedure. but in fact, um, for companies it's it's not at all easy to find out whom exactly to contact in order to hand over their information brochures or charts. Uh, So an email to an info at account won't do normally. Um, Therefore, uh, research um, has to be done in order to identify the person who is, and now we are at the point who is technically in charge of the public task, the seller's product is promising to have a solution for. So it's not the guy in the procurement department, but it's the guy in the technical um, uh, department. Um, so, but, but even, and, and now we are, we are a little bit, um, so um, now it gets a little bit harder, even if the company finds its contact person and this contact person likes the product. Um, generally, the product can't be just purchased in a direct act. Rather, a tender procedure according to public procurement regulations has to be carried out. But in the framework of this tender procedure, um, the, uh, the service description then will be open, up, uh, open enough to, um, um, to enable the, the startup, uh, startup, for example, um, to, to bid, uh, to successfully bid which wouldn't be the case if uh, the public authority uh, didn't know uh, the the solution. So, yes, do it. Yes, go there. Find the person that is technically in charge, but live with the fact that afterwards you will have to take part in a normal public procurement
0: procedure. Interesting. But mm, what I'm thinking about is, how can Rectech How can participate, participate, participate or be or, or where I can find the tenders and secondly, what should I look for? I mean where I can find all the tenders mm-hmm. yeah. so so
1: first of all, um, Rectech suppliers can participate in a tender just like any other company. Um, the important aspects are whether the Rectech solution fits into the service description. I, I'm, I'm, I'm always coming back to the service description, which is a, a very important thing in, um, in the tender procedure, and um, if the requirements for the eligibility of bidders are met. Um, both aspects often cause problems as, as public authorities tend to set up high barriers for the eligibility. Um f- for example, a high number of turnaround or something like that. Um, And as I said before, use the same service description over and over again. Um, However, companies have the possibility to ask questions to the contracting authority during the course of the tender procedure uh, and should make use of it. Um, So this possibility can be used to try to persuade the authority throughout an already running tender procedure to change or open up um, the the requirements. Um, so as to the question, of what companies should look for when um, when browsing publication platforms? Um, I'd say, in my experience, keywords such as tech or, or tech won't lead to hits. Um, rather, should I look for notions that describe a service is such, for example, um, legal services or lawyer when I'm a provider of legal tech services that work on the basis of algorithms rather than with uh, personal legal advice. Um, so the platforms um, companies should browse are, first of all, Tenders Electronic Daily or TED, um, which is the official EU publication platform for all tenders above the value thresholds and um, service.bund.de or DE (laughs) where you can find all tenders of of German federal authorities also below the thresholds plus a a big number of tenders from from the Bundesländer and the municipalities. So it's uh, quite comprehensive. But um, Germany wouldn't be the federal state it is if not the Bundesländer in addition each had their own official publication platform. But um, there is an overview companies can find on, now it's a little bit more different, the word, it's auftragsberatungsstellen.de. Um, so I'm that's uh, yeah. <laughs> I could spell it now, but uh, maybe we can uh, give it to, to the listeners also in writing afterward. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's complex in Germany because of of the of the federal situation. It's complex, but uh, with ted plus service uh, dot, dot de, uh, the majority um, of the tenders um, will be available.
0: Yeah, interesting, but uh, you talked about asking. Questions? Mm. Can I ask, for example, a question to change the um, description, for example? Because I think many red tags are not in the turnover about one hundred million or yeah. even more money. Is it possible to change that, or is that? Fixed?
1: Yeah, it is. It, it is po- no, it is possible. So it is possible for the public authority actually to change <laughs> next to everything during the course <clears throat> of the p- procedure. It only has to be transparent. The information has to be given to all the potential bidders, and um it uh, doesn't have to lead to to a distortion of competition, but then everything is fine. so it happens very often um actually. so if you ask the question, can I instead of um of giving you the the turnaround of the last three years because there is none, can I give you something else to show? that um, I'm financially on good grounds, for example. Yeah, it's absolutely
0: Mm -hmm. possible. That's really interesting that I never know. That is really, Mm -hmm. for everybody at the podcast, that is something that red tech or startup should use, asking absolutely and Mm -hmm. getting communication with them. Uh, That is really important. But um, what I'm thinking about also is, what do you think the public sector do better in public recruitment tasks then five years ago, is there something positive mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: even in the, even in this sector, some things get better over the time um, I'd say that that e procurement as such has has made a big step forward um, also because of the new eu regulations that that drive um, e procurement. Um, so, um, nowadays tenders can be found more easily and nobody has to send paper documents to and fro anymore. That's a good thing. Plus, um, there is a certain trend towards central procurement bodies, which at best, I'd say drives the professionalization of the area. Um, and the area is is in need of more professionalism.
0: So that's a Mm -hmm. good thing. And the e procurement means um, everything is digital. Can I say that? Uh, yes. Or the yes. Okay. Yes, correct. Yes, correct. That is interesting. But to be able to transform the public procurement function into the digital age, all parties of the global ecosystem, I mean public and private, should work together. Who globally can, is, are taking the lead in this? Is there anybody?
1: Oh, as a matter of fact, um, up till today, public procurement is still a very national thing with uh, some rare exceptions, such as um, United Nations procurement or tenders of the EU institutions, for example. Um, So even with with all the pushing of the EU commission and all the EU regulations, the, the rate of cross-border procurements of public authorities in the EU uh, still moves in in the low single-digit range. Mm -hmm. Therefore, a global approach is is really a big challenge. So if you are really looking for one, nevertheless, in the end, I'd say it can or should be the EU to lead by example and start digital transformation within its own ranks. Um, And then... I'd say the private supplier sector will follow without further help or pushing by anybody if it finds suitable tenders for their solutions on the public pay, uh, publication platforms.
0: Absolutely. I mean, um, what I get is talking with the public authority directly and ask questions. And no. what's, I think, very important from your um, perspective is they can change that. Uh, The the description, what they are needed. And that is, I think, very important. And Mm -hmm. yeah, Um, I would say if you're thinking about the procurement, is there something what we should talk about also here? Did I forget something?
1: Oh, it's a wide, wide range. It's a wide, wide range. But um, I think from From the bidders or the company's perspective, that's the important points. Make sure Mm -hmm. that your new solution is known um, with the public buyer side. Uh, Make sure you um, make use of the possibilities you have during running um, tender procedures and Make sure that, um, public authorities, um, how can I put it? Yeah. Trust you. They need trust. Oh.
0: <laughs> and I'm then you
1: have that. a, and then you have a real chance. I, I also think, um, that, uh, the corona crisis, um, has a, has been a big driver for not only technical or digital solutions, but also for the acceptance of solutions from the startup system. So now, uh, now is a good time. To
0: um, yeah, to make the first step
1: into the public buyers market.
0: Yeah, very interesting. But finally, the last question, Anja: uh, What would you do if you were not working in your industry?
1: Ah, oh. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's been a long time since since I last thought about that. Um, when I studied law, I, I wanted to become a judge or a diplomat, like many young law students, by the way. Um, So maybe one of those professions, um, I'm afraid I'm not that inspiring in this respect, no ski or surfing instructor ambitions or anything of the like. So, So maybe just that, maybe a diplomat, I don't know loitering in a nice tropical country <laughs> or something like that that <laughs> would really
0: be it. <laughs> that's really, really interesting and yeah it was a pleasure talking with you um i would say thank you and bye bye
1: my pleasure and also bye bye ekan